going on is we're gonna shut the door. DB! Unmute your thing. Can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you. What's up? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you like going in and out, but oh. I can hear you now. Now I can hear you. Okay. What's up? That much just uh chilling. This is a, be a, a good conversation. <laughs> you say you are having a good conversation? No, no, I say this is I, I can expect this to be a good conversation. Oh, for sure. Because uh-huh. we can dig in. Oh man. Girls out here listening to people's shows for like the last two hours. Really? Yeah, like um, I was mm. the shit in the house, but I was <laughs> into people's topics, and it's uh, some of them are like super weird, and some of them are like, okay, that's a good topic. <laughs> but you said some of them are super weird. Yeah, like why are we why are we on here talking about other people's fantasies? Like, uh... I mean. They're trying to get entertainment factor, whatever somebody wants to be, anybody wants to be, anybody wants to be entertained. So whatever, you know, people got different likes and views of life and, you know. For sure. But um, I picked Do You Believe in Karma? Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, I don't feel like people are so um, religious these days. And right. I people um know where they stand spiritually so kind of like karma is like the define and is this a decent person or not that's really easy to get in and out of so with that being said do you believe in karma uh yeah yeah i do believe in karma absolutely i believe what goes around comes around okay yes i do yes all right. Um, yeah. Let's see. That, does, does karma always have to be bad? Karma doesn't always have to be bad. I think mm. karma can be interchangeable. Um, mm. What is defined is it says it's a sum of a person's actions before the outcome of a good or bad act. Okay. Okay. That became I... the reasons of certain results. Right. Right. So exactly. basically, it's saying that you are your yeah your, your actions is uh is got you where you are or that's the result of why this happened. Right. And so for me, I don't identify to no specific religion. Right. Um, but I would say that I'm spiritual, and I will say that me believing in karma keeps me grounded to where, um. There's nobody that's going to come in my life and knock me off of, like, doing right or just being, like, a decent individual. Like, I'm not about to allow it. So, um, has there been any moment where karma affected your life 
in a good or bad way? Uh, absolutely. Karma affects my life all the time. <laughs> from when I was a kid, from when I was dumb, from when I was out there on the, you know, being a dumbass, you know, mm-hmm. you do some stuff that comes around. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Most I would say mostly, right now, life karma has affected me negative negatively. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it has. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like you're in control of making that karma better? Uh, yeah. Now I am, but back then I I didn't care. You know, mm. immaturity, immaturity uh played a major part in that of why. I couldn't um, be be uh, be mature enough to to like just be mature enough in any situation. So like, yo, what I'm doing is messed up, and it's gonna come back tenfold. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna come back tenfold. Mm. And I think that you know the dumb stuff that I was out there doing. You know, I don't want to say on here. I wanna. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> prosecute myself. Yeah, the stuff that I was out there, I was out there doing. I was out there, uh, you know, being dumb. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you um, think that? Do you I think, think that? I I believe that the things that you do in life comes back to you. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, um, I believe that if I do good today, things that I'm working on. Um, later on this week or next week or results that I'm waiting for, I'm more hopeful of them being good. And when you put that energy out there for things to be good that come back to you, you usually get that. So in that sense, I believe in karma in that way. When I treat people a certain way, I try to treat them the best way regardless of how they treat me. That way, they don't have anything negative to actually believe about me but if they want to make it up for themselves to feel better you're always free to do so but I know like on your worst day you're going to remember when it was good when I was good to you so I just I don't feel like there's anybody out to get me because of something I've done in my past I don't feel like um, there's anything in my past that I did unfairly or that was just unjust and didn't make any sense when I talk to people though especially younger people they um they have like this oh man the opportunity fell in my lap what was I supposed to do I went ahead and I did it or I took it and then those same people will call you like a week later like oh my god let me tell you what happened to me man this shit fell through man I lost my wallet today and they don't they don't take the time to sit back and be like, right? How does this connect to the bullshit that I've been on for the past two months? Right. Like, what lessons are in the results of what's happening to me out of the blue? And I think young people, especially if they happen to be locked up, and they got they're in a place where they have to sit still. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's where they look at where they fucked up at. Because logically, mm-hmm. they can't sit there and and be still by themselves. They have to have a government right. uh, give them the time to sit still. 
And then by the time, let's say, if they get lucky and they get released, they already, like, stained with this bad behavior of their past as if they can't change. And I believe that people can sit and reflect and change and be better people. But depending on what your punishment is and the stain that you get in life, people right. might not even give you a chance to see you that way. Right, right. I understand that. Man, you be you be going deep with it. <laughs> yeah, but but that's that's what it be. Like I could I could watch a young person purposely fuck up or right. purposely sabotage themselves because right. the fear right. of them doing opposite is so unknown that they'd rather fuck up just to blend in. I think I think when it comes to like me being young, like I think about how people like how science science say that the brain is not formed, it's not correct, like the frontal lobe is not like fully developed until 25, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like I could I, I just like imagine like my, I'm 20, I was 24 when my son was born. When, yeah. when, I, when, I, when I found out my, my, my baby mom was pregnant, but like at 25, it's like something just clicked. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like may, maybe I understand that, like that's what science, like you understand something so much more. Life is so much more. And I, I thought it was just because my son was born, but I really think that because, you know, it was the development of my frontal lobe and learning mm -hmm. that the things that I do, everything has a consequence. Everything has a, a backlash, you know, no matter what you do, it's right. something coming back. You know, like I can say, and then the immaturity also comes in. That plays a lot of part. How extremely immature I was at that age, and I didn't give a damn. I want to do what I want to do. And then, I mean, I could still be that. I still have those ways to this to this day. I still have those same ways. But mm -hmm. it's like, like with the, the like when that when I turned twenty five, shit just started clicking. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and I thought because my son was born, it's like no, I knew I had, I knew that I knew that I had. Uh, 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 well, I learned that I had a new development, right. a new development of life, of, of of thinking, of of I don't know what, of conscious, mm -hmm. of of becoming a better person, of of growing, and you know what I'm saying. So everything that I did from like 25 years on, even though it was dumb, mm -hmm. I can in my back and my subconscious, I knew that yo, I got something that's gonna come back to me. I need to chill. Yeah. But but maturity, but the 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 maturity wasn't there, mm -hmm. and I still continue to do what I do. Like I guess even to this day, I still the the, the I maybe I don't want to call it maturity. I'm gonna call it uh, uh I'm gonna call it uh, just 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 doing the being being naive and doing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can't think of the word, but I'm kind of in a in a motion. I'm stuttering, but yeah. I think, like, I think naive is correct because mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. I was when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, I felt like right. I'm grown. Right, but really, right. at that age, you don't even know what the fuck grown is. You don't know what <laughs> the fuck grown is. When I was 25, <laughs> I had my 25th birthday, and I was like, God damn. Right. Like, I can't, I can't blame my fuck-ups on nobody no more. I can't say my mom didn't teach me. I can't say my dad didn't show me. I can't say I didn't know, like, my fuck-ups are my fuck-ups. So now I have to figure out my last five years of my 20s, which I believe your whole 20s are like your fuck-up years. Right. Like, you're supposed to figure out it, fuck up, figure it, figure it out. By 30, it's kind of like, right. what are you going to do at 30 that's going to set you up for the whole right. day? 
Man, what are you, you know gonna what? do at 40? That's, that's funny that you, that's funny that you say that, Shane, because I, I didn't think like that at third. Yeah, I didn't think like that, but I mean, yeah. But I you know, I, they they say I don't know who the mm-hmm. fuck they is, but they say men <laughs> they. mature later. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree because I I you know young women usually date up, so I used to date lower. And like the mm-hmm. women that I've dated, like five, six years younger than me, they were yeah. so much fucking mature than I was at their age. Like a 26 year old when I was dating at 30, 31, like, yeah. God damn, you on your shit. You know what I'm saying? At yeah. 26, I was trying to be a rapper and, 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 <laughs> and trying to, you know what I'm saying? Just dumb, you know, doing dumb yeah. stuff. And I hear thugging it. And, and, you know, I didn't believe whatever I did would go come back to me. I mm-hmm. just live, you know. I just lived in my immaturity. I lived in my selfless ways, in my in my hard, so called hardcore ways. I didn't care what anybody else thought. I lived life for me, mm-hmm. and if you was there, then you got to deal with what I have, and I don't care what you have. You know, I was basically just totally selfless. But yeah. we got off. Yes, but I mean that by me being selfless, I'm getting back, segueing back into karma. Things that I did, but it is all karma. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the karma. Going to jail. Yeah. You know. Uh, okay, uh, I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Were you picking? Were you picking younger women to deal with because they didn't hold you being a better man over your head, or were you just picking them because you knew they were like going to be quick and temporary? Wow. It, it definitely was because of a better man. <laughs> So you saying so you saying okay when you say that you mean like these younger women looked at me because okay I'm tired of dealing with guys my age let me get somebody older because he's gonna be a better man is that what you're saying? No, so I'm saying okay. like you know a younger woman a younger woman's not going to be like um, she's not gonna look into you being a better person than what you present. She's right. just gonna look at you like a good time. He takes right. me out to drinks. We have fun. The fuck is great. I don't have to worry about somebody's mom being upstairs because he got his mm-hmm. own shit. But okay. that's it. She's not right. gonna tell you, you know what? We've been mm-hmm. out fucking and drinking and fucking and drinking. Mm-hmm. Aren't you gonna go to work? What do you do for work? What do you right. wanna do? Like he's not going to help build you up. So were you right. picking younger women to deal with because they didn't challenge you to be a better man? Or were you just picking them because they were quick and and like indisposable? I gotta say maybe a little bit of both, you know. Mm. Uh, if 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 I knew that I didn't see a future with them and that they were quick and indisposable, as you know, yeah. that's my man, my manish ways. Uh, then I I dealt with that. Um, and also on the other hand, you know, if uh, they if they you know probably see me as a better man, I mean that was cool. It, it just yeah. depends on the, the the woman that I dated at that time, or or even how I felt in that moment when I met her and how she made me feel. Cause I, I mean, I was very up and down. Like I was, I'm mm-hmm. very, I was very, very volatile and I bounced around with my emotions and I still do that to this day. So it's all about yeah. in the moment of what I really was and how mm-hmm. I pursued, you know what I'm saying? So I have a close friend since high school. That's mm-hmm. like my age, I'm 33. Yeah. And I think I think he's a year older than me, and he's mm-hmm. always like, 
going on dates with girls that are like 23, 24, 22. And the right. ending result is always the same bullshit. So I'm right. just like, I'm just like, I feel like a, a man in their 30s, Mm-hmm. You have to your your number as far right. as like right. um, standards or value in women. It right. has to be better every time. Right. Like if right. if if the chick you had last week was an eight, this right. bitch just got to be a nine and a half or a ten, and then the next bitch got to be like an eleven. But if you're not staggering your numbers, then you're subjecting yourself to the same shit so why are we sitting here having a discussion on the same women that you're picking you're picking Mm -hmm. these women that don't want you to be better that are uh, that are taking you as is because you know that they're temporary if you're just looking for a fuck then just fuck but don't get these women that are in their prime fuck up years and be like and and then complain that's what they're supposed to do right Right. They're going to complain because they don't know how to treat an older man. They might, I'm not saying that not all of them will, but majority not because a lot of there's a single parent households. I feel like, how are you going to go into a, a we, we really, you know, how, how'd you go, how are you going to go into a relationship mm-hmm. and make it serious when you've never even had practice? You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I'm supposed to have a perfect relationship with this person, this woman, this man. And I've never even had a relationship before. You don't even know how this, how the ins and out of a relationship is. That's like I'm telling you, uh, Shan. Right now, I need you to go out and become a motherfucking A one rapper. <laughs> you don't rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't. I don't think that you have to have um, a great relationship to know what a great relationship is. Yeah. I feel like if you take the time to observe, mm-hmm. you take the time to hear the pros and cons, Mm -hmm. you um, talk to somebody that is within what you Mm -hmm. deem a great relationship or a shitty marriage and you peep it just Mm -hmm. like if you've never been a doctor, how can Mm -hmm. you, you know, perform a surgery? You research, Mm -hmm. you study, you practice. And the practicing could be, hey, Google, stop. (laughs) The the practicing could be, you you just like mm-hmm. exercising it through dating or you know I'm gonna try this person to see if this is something I like or I'm gonna try this type of um fucking to see if this is something that I like and right. then you figure out your boundaries but right. you know if, if if for me and this could tie into karma too where let's say my mom uh was married to my dad and from the outside, it looked like a great marriage, right? It looked like she got the house. There's a car there. Kids are happy. They have clothes. There's lights on. He has businesses. He owns uh, different properties. It should be all good. But it was the most toxic marriage that I've ever seen. And that mm-hmm. turned me off from marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's the only mm-hmm. example that there is for marriage. But I've seen what shit looked like. So now that I'm older and I'm a mom, Right. I would never put myself in a relationship just because of what it looks like. Right. But there's a lot of women that put themselves today in a relationship for what it looks like. There's a lot of right. men that would rather have a body than not having nobody. And to me, karma and that could be mm-hmm. you subjected yourself to right. waste your time 
when you know it wasn't going to work in the first place. So, like, a man can't be mad at a, a woman for not being who he wanted because she gave you example after example to show you she wasn't it. But you let, allow her to stay and you stay because you don't want the world to see you single. Right. right. Women do it all the time. Some women do it for five years, 10 years, 20 years. And, you know, they believe in, oh, I'm going to wear them down. One day they're going to get right. Sometimes they don't get right. Right. That's true. And then, you know, you you might be single. You might see a woman that's pretty at a bar or whatever, sitting by mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. She looks good. She has a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you talk to her, you find that her attitude is bitter as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but she's probably bitter as fuck because she put all of her good times and her good years and her mm-hmm. good energies into the wrong person. Into a fucked up man. Yeah. That's your karma, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, you you can you can play around and 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 miss the person that you're supposed to be with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like 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 me, I can say for my karma, like when I've had my karma, I've updated, I've met a girl that she told me that she was breaking guys' hearts and doing all mm-hmm. that, and she 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 found the right one, which was me. I I was horrible. I was a fucking mm. horrible boyfriend. I mean, I was cheating and I was doing all this, but I caught her in the state where she wanted to be in love and she tired mm-hmm. of doing all that shit. And I was just horrible. I was going out lying and being manipulative, being selfish, and mm. ran all through it. So she I can remember her saying, Well, this is my karma for me. I found you and you just fucking over me. This is for me. This is my karma. For mm-hmm. me doing those last guys, how I did them. Who, you know, she said she had guys that wanted to be with her, I was in love with her, and she would just play them and just take their money. And I was like, she didn't do that shit to me. You know what I'm saying? You, you found the right yeah. one. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't say that verbally, but subconsciously, yeah. it was in the back of my head. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not taking this shit serious. You know, my, I, I, I did care for. Her. I didn't want to get caught. I didn't tell mm-hmm. her to go through my phone and see the. the Third, four, or five girls that was texting me and sending me nude pictures. I didn't tell right. you to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, but you, didn't, like, you didn't prevent that from happening either. Right. But I mean, but like she said, I'm not speaking on karma. I'm not saying I was right. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm saying for, for karma wise with the conversation, I can remember her saying, This is my karma for being like this to all the guys who proposed to me and wanted to be with me. And I just mm-hmm. wasn't ready at that time. I was like, wow, you had niggas proposing to you? You know, I didn't know all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. You know, like, we got a voicemail. I don't know if you know that. I see it. I'm going to say it. I totally agree with what you're saying. Thanks a lot for the chat. It's very uh, eye opening and enlightening. And exactly what I've believed all along. And I think karma is just energy coming back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want, you know, like John Lennon saying about instant karma. And it may not be instant, but I do believe if you put out negativity and bad vibrations out into the world and into the universe, it'll eventually come back to you. It might come back to you in the form of illness. It might come back to you in the form of loss, of an accident of some sort. And I think when we do good things, it ultimately comes back to us. And again, maybe not as instantaneously as we'd like, but eventually uh, good vibrations being put out there will come back to us. So thanks to both of you for the chat. I'm new to this. And uh, glad to chime in. Keep up the good work. 
Radio Spencer with the word. He right. <laughs> He's right. Okay, yeah. so my question for you is, do you, being that you believe in karma now, do you have mm. a fear of the things that you've done in your past coming back to bite you now? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say the word is fear. I'm mm-hmm. just aware. I'm just more aware. I'm more okay. aware that it could come back, and shit, I gotta be. I gotta be prepared for it because, man, I, like, mm-hmm. the shit that I do, you know, I try to bring out. I try to be as positive of a person as I can, and be and bring out positive energy as much as I can, you mm-hmm. know, all the time. But yeah, 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 yeah. No. So now you would say that you're mindful of the choices you make. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, since you brought it up, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about some ways to improve your karma and let's see if you agree with me. Okay. All right. Um, doing good for others. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's a good way to improve your karma? Do- so. For- I think doing good for us, yeah, yeah, I always say so, but just doing good is just something you're just supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to do it, but people don't. Right, right, right. Like, right. have you ever, you know, been doing nothing and then you saw somebody, like, struggling to do something, and you was like, man, mm-hmm. I should go over there and help them, but, yeah. you know, people people crazy these days, I'm not doing it. Or, yeah. you know, I do have um, jumper cables in my trunk, but yeah. I don't want to stay here you know, 10 more minutes, I want to go about my business, so I'm going to tell them I don't got jumper cables. Like, I've seen people do that before. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. you just never know the one yeah. good deed that you're going to do that'll yeah. completely change somebody's perspective of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like when you get those urges, mm-hmm. you should do them. I feel like you know, if there's something that you can do to help, you should do that because that's a human act. But a lot of people don't think so. And a lot of people, you know, think, oh, let me go do this for this person because I want something good in return. And I feel like when you do things that are not genuine, nothing good comes back to you for that because that's between you and the maker. I disagree. I think if you just do it, I feel like God knows your heart. You took time to do it. That's still some, it still has some, you know, some genuine, I don't know if genuine is a word. It still has some type of genuineness to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, you I'm going to do it because I know I, I have good things coming back to me. That's what I want. Like you can say, okay. I don't want to do that shit because I don't feel like doing it. Now that's way worse than saying, to me personally, I think it's worse to just say, no, nah, I ain't going to do it because I don't feel like doing it. That is worse, but have you ever done good for somebody? Um, It doesn't have to be relationship-wise. It could be friend or somebody you don't know Mm -hmm. or um, family member or friend of a family. You do, like, good things for them, and then something negative happens between Uh y'all. And maybe you're in the wrong, and you bring up all of the good shit that you did Uh, for them. Yeah, yeah. That's now. Yeah, you that people call that throwing in your face. Yeah, exactly. Is that considered good karma, or were you doing it to allow them to shut the fuck up about you doing something negative later? Well, I mean, I I only throw stuff in people's faces when they sit and they tell you that. Well, like you, what what have you done for me? You don't. I don't. You don't. I I feel like I'm being unappreciative. You know, 
But yeah. it's like, look, look, I know what I've done for you. Like, you don't have to, if you don't appreciate what I've done for you, that's all, that shows more about you than it is about me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm actually, I'm, I don't have to throw this stuff in your face. You know what I'm saying? I got, I've had someone that I've dated. And she was like, you don't do nothing for me. You don't do I'm like, what the fuck? I've done, I've done so much for you. I've been double yeah. backwards for you, you know? But it's like, in that moment, you that that person will see once you're gone, mm-hmm. what they're missing or the, how much you, the negativity is gone. You know what I'm saying? What's really going on? Yeah. So, I, I just know. I just don't like people who who bring up all of the good things that they did when that this this particular issue we're having today is not mm-hmm. about that. Right. I feel like it's a way to be manipulative to the situation at hand. So you could be like, all right, I'm going to give you a pass for this Mm -hmm. thing because you did all these good things when really nobody should be taking tally marks on you being genuine. Right. Because I never throw up, you know, what good I did for a person in their face Mm -hmm. because we both know it. Right. Right. But I, I just don't feel like when you do things with the mindset of, mm-hmm. oh, they gonna owe me, or yeah, that's different. I'm yeah. expecting good yeah. back in return. I don't feel like that's good karma coming your way. Right, right. Now, if you do something because they're gonna owe me, but but that's that's saying that's, that's saying I'm gonna do something good because I want something good to come back to me. That's different than saying you're gonna do something they're gonna owe me. You know? What yeah. I'm saying? That, that's, but that's some different. people do that. I don't right. feel like that's being compassionate. I feel like that's that's like mm-hmm. taking advantage of, but not um, mm-hmm. saying it out in the blue. Right, right. Like you know, if, mm-hmm. if if a woman you know has like a flat tire and some man comes over and and helps her with it, does that mm-hmm. automatically mean that she now owes him some pussy or 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 a favor? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> No, but but some men will do it thinking, oh, I'm about to get her number, or we about to go on a date. Right. True. Well, I mean, I I don't think. Well, I don't think when a man going to pursue a woman buys a drink, it's not. I don't. I don't think karma's on his mind. Karma is on his mind. I think he's. Of course not, because he's thinking with something else. Yeah, he's trying to (laughs) genuinely. Or he maybe 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 not all circumstances. Maybe he's genuinely just trying to get to know this woman. You know, and yeah. The best way to break the ice is to buy a drink. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, I yeah, also I, I believe um, mm-hmm. how you improve your karma is taking care of the people that take care of you. Yeah. So, you like, believe that? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say, you know, but that's just something you should do naturally. That's you should, but sometimes right. you're not in a position to. And a lot of people forget the times mm-hmm. where they didn't have it, and right. then they get like these uh-huh. good months or years mm-hmm. of when they do have it good, and they don't return like a thank you, or they don't right. reach out, or they don't speak, or right. they just, you know, I don't need you no more, but thanks mm-hmm. for doing that old thing, but I don't have nothing to say until you need them for something. Yeah, and I feel cool. like the way that you balance that out is. Yeah. You you always stay appreciative of what they did, and right. you always show up even when it means you're not getting anything out of it. Right. 
You're just doing it from the kindness of your heart. Right. 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 I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Uh-huh. You got to I don't. I'm, I'm a person that I don't like to gossip. So if mm-hmm. I don't talk to you, mm-hmm. and if I don't fuck with you, mm-hmm. then you're who you are, what you are, what you do will mm-hmm. never come out of my mouth. So I feel like um, not speaking ill thoughts on people is mm-hmm. a way to have good karma, even when they deserve it. Right. Right. What's another good way? I think. I think another way to have good karma is just to speak positivity into people's lives, to constantly speak positivity into people's lives. Like when, like I, I hear a lot, I, I, that's just me, I believe your tongue is extremely powerful. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I tell people that all the time. And like, I tell people like who going through it, who depressed, so I can feel like they're going to stop. Like, man, look, man, this is just one day, this is just one moment, whatever you're going through or whatever you're going through, mama, you, you can push through that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, don't keep continuing to speak that that negativity into your life because that shit can manifest and it can take over and then you can lose control. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, what the fuck is stress? I don't believe in stress. Stress is just life. Life is supposed to happen. Everything, some things they don't go perfect. Some things they don't go, oh, I'm so stressed out. No, you're speaking that shit into your life. Okay, I'm going Mm -hmm. through a little something. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And people don't understand that sometimes is the times and the moments that you need to speak out and get your thoughts out that you hold in and you carry that shit. Sometimes if you need to cuss, you need to cuss out loud. Sometimes if you need to say some shit that ain't right, you need Mm -hmm. to say that shit out loud. Mm -hmm. When you hold that shit in and it builds up, sometimes you you spew that shit out on the wrong person. On the wrong person, yeah. That's why therapy is so good. It's it's good to just be able to speak on whatever whatever you need to tell, you know what I'm saying, to you speak to somebody professionally. You know, right. And that's why I say with the truck cast, when I was in my lonely days and being dark, you know, that shit was therapeutic, getting on the show mm-hmm. and talking about my problems, you know. You have to be able to speak that stuff out and let it go because if not, then it's going to eat you alive, man. It's going to freaking right. eat you alive, for real. Right. I know. I, 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 feel that, I, I feel like that's 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 facts. You know yes, saying? super facts. Yeah, we got voicemails. Who we got? Yeah, uh, I believe in karma. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about the bar situation. That's a whole other situation in karma. It's a lot of yeah. um, courting, and you know, and a lot of women out here they love to um, you know, they they love them free drinks. Some of them be like, man, I ain't spending a <laughs> dollar at this club because I'm looking good, and dudes is gonna buy me drinks. Right, right, and you know the dude that buys the drink, yeah, they should have the mindset of you know what if I buy her this lovely lady a drink, I shouldn't expect anything. But that's not, you know, that's just not reality. So the flat tire situation and the bar situation is a totally different thing. Because if you help somebody with a flat tire, you're probably never going to see him again. But at least you have that right. that good karma that'll always come back to you. I believe it'll always come back. Yep. So I see your topic tonight Very, very interesting Do you believe in karma? I'm going to say no, I do not believe in karma I believe in cause and effect And I believe in luck Now luck is good and, good and bad So Child gets diagnosed with cancer Bad luck I don't believe that karma is the reason I don't believe that 
they did something to get cancer. It's bad luck. Yeah. Hit the lottery. Good luck. Cause and effect. Uh, I don't know. You cheat on your spouse and the spouse kills you the following day. That's mm. an effect to your cause. It's not karma. It was a cause and effect. Karma to me is too much of a mystical concept that when you kind of push it to its limits, it falls apart because it can explain a bunch of things that cause and effect and luck can. Right. I agree. I hear what you, I hear what you say when it comes to the cause and effect like and luck. I don't necessarily believe that okay, maybe, you know, getting cancer is bad luck. Mm-hmm. But when you get cancer, that's usually for something that, you know, well, I mean, cancer cells are in your body. I mean, yeah. that, that's from something that, you know. it's a re- It could be a reaction to several right. things, your from, environment, what you're eating, or right. it can be hereditary. Right. So, so, um, so could you say that's bad luck? No. When, I, when, when people have sicknesses and diseases and illnesses like mm-hmm. that, I look at that like... As a cause and effect, like you said. No, I look at it like God created some people to be teachers, Mm -hmm. some people to be lessons, Mm -hmm. some people to be examples, and Mm -hmm. some people to be um, um, prophets. And I feel like you don't get to choose who you are. You don't get to choose what your purpose is in this life. You don't know what this child having cancer is doing for the people around him or her. You don't know what, you know, your mom, you know, might be a, a diabetic is doing for the people around her. Everything is a is a, is like a teaching thing. And sometimes who you are and your personality mm-hmm. and your characteristic may mm-hmm. just be an example for other people. But when you when you think that plays into luck? No, you don't get to choose that. It's kind of like scientists. okay, so that so that so that's destiny. Like, yeah, that's it's kind of like that's, that's what that's, that's what we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's what you're just destined for. That's what that's what you've been created for to be a lesson, like you said. Okay, I can see. Yeah, that. and it's kind of like I, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you do with the time that's here? Right. Do you do you stay in the hospital and cry every day because you have this illness, or do you live your life up until the point where your time is done? So, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I believe in um, your consistency, your drive, your um, mm-hmm. willingness to do work or to stay motivated mm-hmm. is going to give you a destined result. I want to say the fact that you did well in school, you studied, you stay out of mm-hmm. trouble, um, you focus. You missed out on things everybody else was doing, right. um, and and you got these scholarships or you got this car given to you because somebody appreciated the drive that you had. I don't. I want to say that's luck. I would say that you did consistent things along the way to get you these results. Yeah, that's not luck. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's luck. That's from. That's like you might say cause and effect. Because yeah, because you did something. That you were supposed to, right? Then you work, you work, you cost them, and you effectively, you know, 
got your life together or got whatever goal you're trying to reach. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Got your voicemail. We got another voicemail. All right, now I'm going to go a little deep, but I believe go in deep. family karma. I believe if you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a family, generations after generations, and you're just a real effed up family, then it will come back generations on and generations on. I mean, you can see it as far as poverty. Mm. That That's slightly true. I, I don't believe, uh, well, shit. Look at the mob or look at... Um, People who have like a heritage that's connected to mass murderers. People might see their name, or some people go as far as to change their name so they're not connected. But you still walk around with that guilt. Yep. Yeah. So just because somebody goes around and 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 they and they uh, shield somebody, I mean they don't. That don't necessarily mean they lose value either. They're still a valuable person. You know, that's mm. the man that puts, you know, that type of stigma on people. You know, yeah. I know I'm going a little deeper, but yeah, you know, like, I'm, like just because, you know, you're, you've done some things wrong, you still mm-hmm. have some value. Of course. Right. You still have something to teach, something mm-hmm. to give, um, right. regardless of what a few people or a lot of people may think about you right. so um, you know we here to dig deep so I mm-hmm. dug deep on uh, karma so mm-hmm. I looked up the 12 rules of karma that I didn't know existed oh wow they got 12 <laughs> rooms of karma yes alright can I can I guess let me see let me try to guess one what is a okay. rule of karma what could be a rule of karma if you guys might know a rule of karma if people out there listening, let's try to guess one. Um, I would think maybe a, a rule of good karma, you said? Not good karma, just 12 rules of karma or laws of karma. Because they're all listed as laws. Mm-hmm. And don't be Googling, DB. I'm not Googling. I'm not Googling. My hands are free. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not Googling. Uh, I would say maybe, uh, what can I say? Uh, like I said, positive energy. Maybe. Okay, let's see. Is it um, close? Yes. Okay, okay, so that could be number nine. Okay. Um, the Wait, law of the Go law ahead. of here and now. It means okay. um, being being present and being aware of your energy. Right in that moment. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. You want to guess another one? No, I don't. Because that's all I. Have. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to start from from one. The first uh, law or rule of karma is the great Mm -hmm. law. And it means your Mm -hmm. thought and the energy you put out, you get back. Right, right. That's that's absolutely, yeah, that's got to be a law, right. Right, so we talked about that a little bit at the beginning. Right. All right, The, the second law is the law of creation. You mm. actively make things happen. Right. Okay. So even if you at home being lazy, mm-hmm. you're making things happen. You're making sure that your bills don't get paid. You're making right. sure that, you know, whatever you eat today, that fat's going to stick on you. You're always making something happen. 
Right. Right. Um, the third right. one is the law of humility. Before you change, you have to accept your present. Okay. I would like to tell this to women who refuse to work out, refuse to put in the work, refuse to change their eating habits, but want to go mm-hmm. to DR to get their body done. Girl, you mm-hmm. still gonna have to work out to keep up the body. There you go. That's totally, I totally agree. So you can't you be, be all skinny in the middle right. and your arms still big as hell. It don't right. match. Right. Right. Shop She Gets It on Teespring. The link is in the bio. Don't act like I ain't tell you. Hit me up on the stereo app. Hit me up on Patreon. Hit me up on Red Circle. If you want to go ahead and cross promo, I'm here for you. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up and tonight email shegetsitpod at gmail.com. Hit me up on she gets it pod on IG. I'm not hard to find. Let's get back into this show. Man, you wouldn't believe how many. Wow, yeah. <laughs> man, that's um, deep. That's deep. Listen, this shit, man. This shit. The, fourth, the fourth law is the law of growth. Mm-hmm. Your growth has to start within yourself. So that okay. could be. That could be you, for example. You had ways in your past that weren't right, weren't working, and right. you got to a point where you had to switch up some shit. You had to grow from that shit. I had to. I had to. You ain't lying. I'm glad right. you did. <laughs> a lot of men don't. Yeah. Um, don't get five. it twisted. I still got some growing to do. Oh, you know, for sure. We all got some growing to do. The fifth law is the law of responsibility. And basically, they summed it up to be ownership. Like owning your shit. Right. Right. Man, that's crazy. Ain't ain't no lying about it. You just got to own your shit. All right. The sixth law is the law of connection. And um, the way that they broke this down, they were saying everything and every person is connected. Right. Do you believe that? The lo- like maybe like six degrees of separation. Maybe, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like six degrees of separation. I I can see that, uh, but yeah. that's that's a rule of karma. Mm-hmm. Like a law of karma, yeah. I guess because whatever you do to somebody, it can affect somebody else, and that that can affect them. And, and down the line, it trickle down. Well, I know this person. Then okay, I can see where that comes from. Even work wise, I know work wise, I've seen it where wow, I've worked yeah. with somebody in the past, and they know mm-hmm. somebody right now that I got a job with, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, how the fuck? Right. Yep. He's like, man, that motherfucker lays his head. <laughs> man, that motherfucker, that motherfucker try to always they gonna snitch you out. They gonna always try to put all their work on you. Yep. Right. That's the law. Uh, the seventh law is the law of force. Mm-hmm. And it basically says you cannot put energy into things simultaneously. So basically, you can't be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to fix this car. And you fix it 
for two weeks and you take a break for six months and you come fix it for like a couple of days and you take a break for three months and you expect that shit to be up and running and everything's good. Right. You got to consistently pour into that thing. You can't like pop up on your kid every three to four months and then expect y'all to have like this crazy great relationship. Right, because you're not putting enough energy into it. A lot of people do that. You said it's the law of what again? The law of force. The law of force? Yeah. The law of force. (laughs) I mean, that's that's, that's a funny way to name it. I I don't see why it's force. Like, why do they call it force? Like, what do you, because you are you forced like meaning like you force you're putting force? I guess because you're putting energy into something that's a force it's it's okay. is of a certain power okay I guess that's okay. how they're looking at it. okay the um mm-hmm. the eighth law is the law of giving and hospitality and that's where all the mm-hmm. selflessness comes in and the giving comes in right but I also feel like this could be a backlash because if you're a giving person and you give and you give and you give without limitations, then people start to take advantage of you. Right. Or when you give and you give and you give, you enable someone to stand up. Right. And then, and then you enable people. Who yeah. You know it's fucking over you. Yeah. Yeah. Who's messing over you and doing horrible things and you basically become an enabler. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, number nine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We got nine. We got three more. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, because we, because you guessed nine earlier. The law of here and now being present. So you guessed that present. earlier. Right. Being present in the moment. Right. All right. I, the, I've been told. I've been told that I need to be more present in the moment. <laughs> I've been told that by several people I've dated. Are you so. Are you a worrier of what can happen while you're not present? I don't know. What's a, no, <laughs> I don't so worry why about what makes you not be present. I don't know. I guess because they say I'm just. I guess I'm not aware about what things can happen. So they're like you need to mm-hmm. well, be. I guess maybe. Well, I guess being more mindful, mm-hmm. being more mindful and more present in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's probably what they meant. Yeah, I don't know, but I've been told that yeah, I need to be more present in the moment. I have to be more mindful. That's interesting. I mean, it's not a bad thing. No, no, I don't. I mean, I've actually, uh, I have a book somewhere around here. It's called Being Mindful. Mm. Mm-hmm. I got this bomb book that um, you should get. When, when, when I'm finished reading it, I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. So before I comment on whether or not I believe in karma, I want to know how you both define karma. Okay, you could go first, Stevie. Okay. I define karma as the energy that you give out. It will come back to you, either good or bad, no matter what. You have to give out good energy, good positive energy. Or if you give out negative energy, it's going to come back to you. It's going to come back. Um, you know, so whatever you give, you get. It's like it's like the uh, inertia. Is that what it is? Inertia? Did I say it right? Like, it's gonna yeah. bounce back. It's gonna bounce back. It's gonna come. You know, it's gonna hit the wall. It's gonna it's gonna bounce back. So whatever you give off, it's, it's coming right back to you. It's like you yeah. point, I, you I point one finger. You got four. You got three more looking back at you. Right. 
Yeah. You know, that's why that's why I put down all my pictures when I watch porn in my room. But I believe the same thing. I feel like karma is like a boomerang. Um, whatever you think it, you be it. Whatever you uh, do it will cometh, if you will. That like that's what I believe. So I'm just out here doing what I would like done to me, even mm. though it's not instant. I feel like um, the things that have happened in my life mm-hmm. uh, have been a lot to do with karma and certain people looking over me and making sure that I'm good. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm always deserving, but I'm never stressing because okay. I just feel like I'm always figuring out a way to push through to the next thing because I know everything is temporary. I know my happiness, temporary. my happiness is temporary. I know my shitty days is temporary. I know me being angry is temporary. I know me being um, completely in love with something or someone is temporary. temporary. I know life is a fucking wave and you have to be willing to ride it to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Right. So um, that's kind of how I. Um, I was wa- I was watching this movie and it was like that. Like it was like it's a, it's a natural reaction for humans to never be. Uh, is is it satisfied or never or always wanting more? Yeah, like you can, you can you can become rich and you're still gonna want more. You can be in love or uh, you want to be in a, a polyamorous relationship. You can get that, and then you'll still want more. It's just like our nature to always want more. We're never satisfied. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, like, Mm -hmm. people, if if you're out here on the assumption that if you had more money, Mm -hmm. everything will be solved, that's not true. I feel like if you go from not having enough money to having a lot of money, Mm -hmm. you might stay in this this new version of depression where you just feel like tomorrow you're going to lose it that quick. Right. Or you feel like somebody's out to get you. Like I've always thought about that because I like, I like a lot of mob movies. I like watching documentaries and the one thing that fucks them up all the time is greed, Greed. a friend that they can't let go of because they knew knew them too long and Mm. pussy. Those three things always fuck them up. And you, you're you never comfortable when you live a life of taking. Exactly. You're never fucking comfortable. Or, 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 or the life of causing conflict and harm, like being selling drugs or, you know. Fact. When you sell drugs, you're, 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 you're destroying, you know. So Fact. You, you have no, no center. You, you have no sense of safety ever right ever right trust me i know so it's like that's a 24-hour day thing you know you like, got, listen, you i like my sleep and when i go to sleep i don't want to live in fear of somebody coming to get me out my sleep or right. coming to grab one of my kids or my mom or right. um feeling like if i want to be this thing or this person i gotta cut off Mm-hmm. you know, my whole family just to keep them safe. Like, that's right. crazy to me. Well, I mean, you would think that how maybe that's how celebrities think, you know, because they become so famous. People become obsessed with them, you know, 
that that's when that's when they have to hire a bomb ass publicist. Look at Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. Alex Trebek had generations of family, and mm-hmm. I just seen his wife being that mm-hmm. he died. Like I didn't know his kids. I don't know what mm-hmm. they look like. Sade, we don't see her kids. We don't know what they look like. Carrie mm-hmm. Hilson, we don't see her kids. We don't know what they look like. Like I think entertainers and celebrities, mm-hmm. if that ain't part of their entertainment, we don't deserve to know that shit. They deserve right. like a certain percentage of right. fucking privacy. Right. I agree. You gotta have a bomb ass publicist. So that, that, that's the published job to keep that the kids and, and to make sure the kids are yeah. in pictures, to make sure right. if any paparazzi gets a shot of the kids that they pay them off so they don't right. you know sell it. Like that's right. a lot of, of things in the background that you gotta make sure your child gets to live like a normal life. Right. Damn. Because you chose this career, this profession. So that's why, like, I'll drive through Atlanta and I'll see, like, you know, $6 million homes and I'll see people riding around in their Bentleys or mm-hmm. they their Maybachs and shit. And I'm just like, you know what? It must be nice. But at the same time, I don't want the problems that come with that shit. Yeah. I don't want the I mean, problems that come with having a house that big. Just because you got money don't mean you got to have a $6 million fucking home. That part too. Right. You know, I'll be happy with a goddamn $800,000 home. You know, just a nice home. Some yeah. room in it. Especially yeah. if you ain't got 15 kids. What you need a $6,000 home? I mean, an $8 million home for. You got a yeah. voice, man. Let me play. So for me, karma is the external evidence of the energetic frequency to which you are most commonly attuned oh, oh wow. she hit verbiage yeah she went deep with that one mm. I, like it. I like okay. it I like it I feel like I agree I feel yeah. like I agree I think we all said the same thing we just said it in, I said it more of a lamest terms <laughs> We're kind of all fantasy, so, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, she kind of said way more than lame this time. <laughs> all right, let's get into um, mm-hmm. ten, the law of change, and it states if you change your pattern, you change your problems. Mm. Would you agree? If you change your patterns, you change yes. your problems. So basically, if you change your habits, you're going to mm-hmm. change your problems. And that's yeah, true. Somewhat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, okay. change doesn't always change all problems. Of course not. But, right, right. you know, if I was like, you know what? Instead of me drinking all this alcohol and, and soda and mm-hmm. juices and shit, I'm going to go straight water for six months. I guarantee you, if I see you in six months, you're going to see a difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, number 11 the law of patience and reward consistent work pays off right there you go of patience and reward listen I'm still working on my patience uh oh you're not a patient person no and I feel like it's because Mm -hmm. I've seen my mom have too much patience Mm -hmm. and people just walk over her and I've seen the results that my dad gets when he just like he goes at net. 
Okay. <laughs> so I'm just like I, I I'm somewhere in the middle where I'm gonna be nice, I'm gonna be cordial, mm-hmm. and then if you push it too far, then you just gonna get another side of me. So I'm I'm still trying to balance that out, especially the fact that I got two sensitive kids. <laughs> what you mean two sensitive? Why are they so They're sensitive? sensitive to the point where mm-hmm. I wish I had the patience that my mom had with me for them, mm-hmm. because that's what they need. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes because they're girls, I'm too brash, or I'm mm-hmm. not patient enough. Or my approach and my response to things might be on 10 when right. it really should be like on a 5. And it's because right. I don't like myself. I don't like giving kids chances mm-hmm. to um, bullshit when I know you heard me the first time. <laughs> so um, I'm working mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be more patient. You got to be more yeah. patient with the kids. Yeah. All right. We got to All right. Well, and I'm not trying to sound all like educated and intellectual, but I mean, it's definitely like if you're attuned to the frequency of being an asshole, you're going to experience a lot of asshole isms and ishness. But if you're attuned to the frequency of like pleasure, you're going to have a really pleasurable life. I'd agree. She, she getting no hand claps on that one. <laughs> you ready for uh, number twelve? Number twelve. I right. I kind of I, I kind of don't see. I've never met a patient woman. I did want to say that. Like what? Yeah, like I don't know. I don't. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe my mom was a patient. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know many. Like my significant, like my 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 girlfriend, like my significant others. She's a pretty patient woman with her kids, but you know, mm-hmm. with me, she doesn't have much patience, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a balance. It's it's a very unhealthy balance, but my mom has hella patience, but maybe that's why she's single. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Because she's too patient. She's too patient, which means mm. She's very gullible, which uh-huh. means yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say that, but yeah, yeah, okay. she'll allow a lot of shit that should be nipped in the bud that shouldn't. Right. And I feel like I'm not saying men don't want a woman mm-hmm. that's um patient and forgiving, but mm-hmm. I feel like men need a challenge or men need to feel like I'm getting a a, a reaction out of doing this thing. Instead of you just acting as if you don't see it or acting as if it's not a big deal. Right. right. Like they need some type of engagement. My mom is not that. Okay. Okay. So. Team <laughs> I understand that, yeah. <laughs> the last the last law is the law of significance and inspiration. And it says we all have value and purpose to give. Right. And those are the the twelve rules of karma. Of significant and inspiration. Inspiration, and that's the twelve mm-hmm. laws of karma. Yes. Well, so like you, I, huh? 
I said I ain't know there was uh, 12 rules or laws of that but yeah, I didn't know that either I mean it makes sense it does it makes complete sense you, you have to be inspired you want to have give off good energy right you have to want to be mindful in the moment right yeah yeah okay but um I don't know. Maybe it, maybe if more people believed in karma, we'll have like a better world to live in. But the issue mm-hmm. is a lot of people don't believe in karma. The issue is a lot of people don't believe that the world or life is going to check them. They believe that their money will fix it. Um, mm. And some people get done so dirty in life that any opportunity that they get to get over on somebody, they do it because that was the result that right, right. that they got. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. I, I just know that I think people people put more they put more uh, like he was, was talking about luck. I think people mm-hmm. put too much into luck. Like, no. It's because Everything is not based on luck. Mm-hmm. I really believe it's energy. What you put out there, right, is gonna come back. Like the moment I decide to stop being an asshole and stop doing the dumb stuff I was doing, life became a lot easier. I didn't get in trouble as much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it became a lot easier. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh-huh. because I stopped giving off all that bad energy. I stopped. Pursuing evilness, you know. I didn't. I didn't surround myself with evil thoughts and evil things and taking mm-hmm. from people. Like them, like you said about the mobsters. If you live a life of destruction and taking from people, yeah, you you go have to. You go have some consequences to come back to you. You got to live your life in fear. Right. Right. I remember yeah. last year. Was it last year? It was either last year or this year where. Mm-hmm. Um. I had to work my second job mm-hmm. that I knew was not going to cut it as far as like my bills. Wow. But I was just working it because I had to work around the girls. Okay. And um as far as like the time. Okay. And I knew like my rent day was coming up. Mhm. And for my rent for my condo they give you like from the 1st to the 5th to pay. The 5th is like the last day. Right. And I with knew no, like I, no I knew that I, huh? With no late fees on the fifth? With no late fees. The first yeah. to the fifth. Right? Okay. So um when I when I when the first came, I'm just like, man, I ain't got it. I know I ain't got it. I know my check is not gonna be enough. Um and second day came, nothing. And I was just like, you know what? Something in me is telling me not to stress, not to stress. I kid you not, DB. It was a fucking rainy ass uh, Friday morning. Right. And uh, I didn't check the mailbox on Thursday. And I said, let me go run and check this mailbox. And I ran to check the mailbox. Mm -hmm. And it was two envelopes in there. And one of them looked like it was like handwritten to me with like an H in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I, I got it in the car and I, something told me to turn on the light. Mm-hmm. And um, I turned on the light in the car and the fucking envelope said, 
um, a company's name that bought my house from California the year before. But because the house got sold to this company, Mm -hmm. um, the people that had the house initially, they didn't give me my deposit back. I had to wait till the new company gave me the deposit, right? Right. So they gave me the deposit, which I already got the Mm -hmm. year before. And I guess when they were doing their, I guess when they were doing their taxes Mm -hmm. or their books, Mm -hmm. they saw that they had to pay me out for that property. Right. DB, it was a fucking fifth. It was a Friday morning and I'm Mm -hmm. always early for work. Right. And that fucking check said uh, 1213. Damn. I had no money left for shit. And it was way more than what my rent was. So I still had money left over and I said, oh, heck no. I said, I have to call somebody that goes to church. Mm. So I called (laughs) I called my mom. She didn't answer. It was like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at my phone. I said, who else goes to church? Who else goes to church? Mm-hmm. And I called my best friend, Zonk. Mm-hmm. And I called him and he was like, he's like, hey, I'm in the office. I said, I said, go on break and go in the bathroom. I need to talk to you. It's important. Mm-hmm. So he went in the bathroom. And he was like, what's up? I said, okay. <laughs> and I explained to him the whole shit. I mm-hmm. said, should I take this check to the bank and cash it? And hope that they don't figure out that they already paid me twice my deposit, mm-hmm. or right. should I just hold on to it? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "This is, this <laughs> is God giving you an out, right? So right. if if there's any backlash from this that they catch later, mm-hmm. worry about it later, right? But if they ask for it later, I'll give you the fucking money." But I'm telling you to take this shit to the bank, mm-hmm. cash it, put it in your account, and pay your rent and go to work. Right. Man, I ain't never rushed to a bank so <laughs> bad in my life. But <laughs> a lot of things like that be happening to me. Yeah. And that is, and, and it's not to be cocky, but mm-hmm. that is why, like, I don't worry about shit. Like, the house that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. I must have looked at nine fucking houses, DB. Yeah. Put in about three different de- like um, not deposits but uh, application fees and lost them on houses because everybody's buying a house in Georgia. Everybody's looking for a house in Georgia, right. and I put in on this house, and the house that I wanted was like two minutes from my condo, right. and somebody picked it up because the owners was like they like their job more, they like their credit score more. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just like online, I'm on the fucking com- computer and I see this house for rent. Mm-hmm. And it, and in Georgia they have like little little cities and shit that be connected to the next city and shit. Yeah. And I fucking I fucking called the owner that was on the page, right? right? And I was like, "Hey, I was like, how many people do you have currently looking at this house?" And he was like, "Well, one lady came here yesterday, but she said she was going to do an application, but she hasn't done one yet. But I haven't had anybody else look at this house. He was like, I'm at the house right now painting it. I was like, how far is this house from where I'm at right now? He was like, well, Google it. Man, DB, that shit was six minutes from my condo. 
so I told, I said, I said, Anya, I said, tell your teacher, we got to go look at a house. It's an emergency. Put on your shoes. I had no bra on. I just threw on my hoodie and I put on my cross and I was, and I was like, get in the car. So we mm-hmm. got in the car, six minutes from my condo, drove to this house, got here mad quick. I walked in and I kid you not, I already mentally saw my shit visually in the house. In, in the house. Right. The backyard, big as fuck. Right. The rooms, big as shit. The closets, big as shit. Two bathrooms like I wanted, a big ass kitchen like I wanted, a big backyard that's fenced and gated, a big front yard, and right. this man was asking for eleven hundred a month. Are you fucking serious? Three bedrooms, two, two bedrooms. I said, sir. I said, if you don't email me that application right now, I promise you, I'm gonna go home and do it. I spent. I spent a whole fucking month of October looking for a house and I put on my wall on a piece of paper that I will find a house by October 23rd, right? My birthday. Uh-huh. Listen, on I October 19th, it took me six hours to find a house, put in a down payment, do the application. He called me back and he was like, oh, okay, so them, them school loans kicking your ass. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, um, you're probably going to have to rob a bank to, to pay it back, but that's none of my business. He was like, I want to rent you the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're lying! <laughs> he was like, I want to rent you the house. He was like, right. he was like, he was like, for your age, your credit score is better than a lot of my tenants. Right. He was like, I want to rent you the house. Right. It took me six hours to, to, to get this house. And it took me all month to look for shit. So my thing is like, if you're consistent, you doing what the fuck you supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not fucking nobody over. There is no like limitations to what the possibilities could be. Right. And that's just how I look at life. Right. Yeah, that was, that's, that's a dope ass. I mean, that's real. That's, I had a story like that too. And I, I can't remember, but I remember I was like, I can't remember. I was like, man, I'm broke. And I had, uh, I was a basketball referee, so I would get checks like every day. Yeah. Like I would, I would go out and like do basketball, high school basketball, middle school basketball games. And it, it was something that I needed to do. And I was like, man, I ain't gonna have money. And something told me, uh, go check the mailbox. Go check the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Got up and I checked the mailbox. Like, I think it was something I had to pay. And I was like, man, if I, if I can't pay it, I'll be all right. I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it was. I think it was, it was I think it was like the like my light bill or something. I needed the money. Mm-hmm. And man, I went to the mailbox and sure enough, I had like freaking four basketball checks in there. What like the, the checks fuck? Only, yes, man. And like the checks only like uh only like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, you know what I'm saying? But they so add I, up. I, yeah, hell yeah, that should add up. And I had four. I ain't never had four in there at one time. Oh my god. And I was like, yo, <laughs> what the, I was like, it's going down, hell yeah, man, I was so happy, and like, I don't know, like, like, like stuff like that has happened to me before, it's like, man, I need the money, yeah. the money. it happened to me recently, I need the money, and uh, come to find out, one of my old clients sent me some money that I owe, that she owed me, that I didn't even think she was going to pay. Oh, shit. 
Wait, it's always the ones that you think not gonna yeah. come through, and they come through yeah. at the last minute. Like, right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, we got voicemails. We in this thing popping. Let me, let me play this. Quick question: How would you differentiate karma versus this energy versus the biblical principle for reaping and sowing? I think it's all the same thing. And one is like, yeah. if you're super religious, you think it's biblical. Um, if you're spiritual, you might think it's karma. And then if you just don't believe in anything, you just feel like it's, it's just what it is. So I'm a women's empowerment, relationship, intimacy, and sex coach. And I also work with couples. And what's really interesting is one of the most healing energies that are out there that I call healing in spite of yourself is the power of orgasm like you can literally heal in spite of all of the psychological blocks through the power of orgasm but there's a lot of people that avoid that and having a pleasure-filled life because it's been shamed by so many religious beliefs over the years but yeah get yourself off masturbate every day and you'll feel amazing listen to me i back this message I need to get me a meat beater for my um for my kitchen. But listen, there's a, too many people who do not like figure out what the fuck they like that do not pleasure themselves and then have the nerve to put the pleasuring on another individual to pleasure them. How the fuck am I supposed to know what works for you or what you, you like if you haven't yourself. even explored yourself? Goddamn right. Listen. Like, I couldn't find, like, man, goddamn it. This girl touched my damn nipple. Shit, I kind of like this shit. A lot of men like their nipples touch or like that sensation. And they feel slighted because they don't want to say, I like this because they don't want to come off like they're gay or they're flamboyant. And I don't feel like that's bad. Right. Like, man, come on, bro. I can't be liking this. You gotta feel guilty. Like, man, I like this shit too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, man. Oh, man. Turn me on. What the fuck wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to realize it is what it is, man. Fuck. Right. I'm just disgusting. Um, hi, you guys. This is Tierra. Um, um, she gets it, Pod. Your story that you're telling about getting, like, the extra money from the bank or whatever, um, it reminds me of a story that happened to me a couple of years ago where I just got um like a random check in the mail and it was uh from some money that I overpaid for something and they were reimbursing me the money and I was like it was around Christmas and I was in a tight situation and the money just came at the right time so I don't know I was just listening to your story and it Reminded me of a story that happened to me a few years ago. So, yeah. Tell you that stuff happens all the time, man. Like money will pop up right when you need it. Like, bro, I wanted this shit two weeks ago when I need it. Now I need it, and boom, it pops up. It always happens like that, especially for me. I don't know. Listen, love when them things come through. Well, and hey, so she gets an iPod. I'm trying to read through doing this message anyway. 
But one of the other things that women don't often know is that you have quadrants to your clitoris. So one of the best orgasms that women have, and you have to tune in, it's either the upper left quadrant of your clit or the upper right quadrant of your clit. There are different kinds of orgasms depending. But yeah, it's amazing. And it'll raise your energetic vibration and make your life amazing. So play DJ Diddles, beat your meat, be happy. You have to. You have to. And and a lot of people constantly deal with too many people that don't even spend the time to figure out what works for them or what may get them off. And like a lot of people feel like if I'm attracted to you and you attracted to me, that should be enough. No. No. It's not enough. No. no. Fuck no. I need to know what your nasty ass like. Yeah. What, what what disgusting things do you like so that I can do them more often so that you can reach your orgasm a lot faster and right. a lot more often and you become stronger and stronger and stronger. Right. You little nasty little fucking individual. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the other question could be how could you ever truly and completely enjoy someone else giving you pleasure if all you know is the pleasure that you give yourself? I mean, we're not saying overdo it. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to learn what you, what what things you like and you don't like. And then you tell another person about it. And you, tell your significant, you tell your significant other about it, you know. You know, tell them what you like. All six coaches say, hey. Talk to your significant other and let them know what you like. It is because, like, like they got the niggas up there, like, oh yeah, I know every girl like this. All girls like when I do this. I don't like. She may not like when you do that shit. That's why she's not coming. Listen, man, she waiting for you to come so you could be done so she could come for the next one. Um, turn over and go to sleep. Listen, I think. some people just don't reach those those peaks in life or with people and then they just you know live a life where they don't even know their capabilities which is unfortunate but um the con of that shit be once one person does get you there everybody's um time with you sharing that energy becomes like low grade Right. And then you spend your time trying to top your top. Right. If that makes sense. That shit is annoying. That That is what has me a whole year without. Because I refuse I refuse to subject myself to something less than what I want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that shit is wild. If you don't know how to make yourself come, how can you ever like expect your partner to make yourself come? And, you know, I do a bunch of things like even, you know, like yoni eggs, which are crystals that look like hen's eggs that you put in your vagina. And they do different things like clearing your energy and stuff like that. But like they tighten everything up kind of like Benoit balls. And you can move them up, you can move them down, you can practice those pelvic floor muscles and make your pussy kiss them. You can put two in at the same time once you get good at it and move one up and one down, one up and down while holding the other one. So like, you know, if you work those muscles, 
you can kind of make your partner feel like you're giving them a hand job or just give yourself a really amazing orgasm. And why not? Because that just brings good karma back to you. Good energy, good karma. Life is awesome. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Listen. I just hope people dapple. Like, dappling is very important. If you don't dapple, I don't, I don't know what you are. Dapple, yes. You have to dapple. You have to try shit. Like, um, watching porn with your, your person, exploring your body, all of that shit. And just because, just because what you watch porn wise doesn't mean that's what you want. Would you agree? Just because you watch porn? No, the things that you watch in porn doesn't mean you necessarily want those things. Uh, or I it may be different for right, men. I don't know. Right. I think I think when it comes to men it's curiosity. Okay. Like, I, 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 I speak for me. But like I'm not gonna watch I don't, I don't, I don't, like, I don't really care for, like, lesbian porn. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a lesbian. But I don't even you know feel saying? like you need to be a lesbian to care about that, because sometimes mm-hmm. I'll watch it just mm-hmm. to see, like, I think, to me, I feel like women's bodies That's just curiosity. That, and they're way more essential than you looking at a man. And I feel like women explore a body or take a time to spend in a certain area more so than a man would. Right. Okay. Okay. We got another message. I feel like with sexual experiences, it's like trying ice cream. How do you know that you like Rocky Road or you don't like Rocky Road unless you try it? Or, you know, Neapolitan or Neapolitan ice cream or moose tracks. You know, there's a reason why in Baskin Robbins you can get a free sample. So I feel like the same thing is with sexual experiences as well. Some things you don't need to try to know that that's not your shit. Like, I don't need to try um, gangbangs to know that's not my shit. <laughs> but, but I will watch a gangbang. I'll watch one. But I want to partake in one. Um, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I just like adventurous uh, fuckings. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm trying to do adventurous fuckings with everybody. It has to be like a particular person. Right. Right. Adventurous fucking. Yes. Yes. Yes, like my my whole like turn off about being in like some type of committed relationship for years is fucking getting like mundane, and I know that this is the room that we fucking all the time, and then when they come home today, this is probably where we're gonna end up fucking. I don't want to know where we end up fucking. You just want to be spontaneous. Spontaneous, like come That's grab me from behind and not let okay. me know who you are. Right. Oh, you like that? Uh, you like that? Uh, that's kind of rapey. <laughs> like it no, doesn't have no. to be rapey, right. but if we're together, I don't need you to ask me permission. 
Okay. Well, I, I, I've actually had a woman tell me, like, I'm going to leave the door unlocked. You just come in. I'm like, okay. Like, she, wanted me just, she wanted me just to walk in and basically rape her. I was like, I'm not into that. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's what I want to do, you know. Like, 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 if, like, if I know that you're supposed to come by, then come by. But right, you don't have right. to ask me permission the whole time you're over here. Right. Okay. Like, sir, why do we have this TV on? Like, you came over here to watch television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turn the TV off, mother. Listen, I don't have time. That's true. I mean, like, I've never watched the video Two Girls, One Cup, but um, I've heard about oh, it, and I know that oh, shit literally and figuratively is not for me. Listen, when I tell you I've seen whole heads in women's parts, like, oh, this girl over here just giving birth to a whole man body. I've seen uh, men arm deep in women. Uh... I don't know why somebody's whole asshole is showing on Twitter, but I've seen it. I'm wanting to see it. Like people are out here, like out here, out here. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't want nobody in me that deep. Like I don't want anybody trying to feel my organs from the bottom left field. I just feel like that is an outer area and that's what it should stay an outer area. Stay out of there. Well, Mrs. Uh, she's got a pod. I have to be up at 4 a.m. Mm. I don't know if you want to let somebody else jump in. <laughs> but, no. Uh, this was a good conversation about karma. And mm-hmm. we got to... Um, I mean, we can we can end it here and then come back another day with pleasure, your, pleasure yourself for relationship exploring. If yes. you want to. We can't. Just let me but Just let before me you go, <laughs> mm-hmm. tell the people where to catch your show. Oh yeah, we. I'm. I am a DB. Is my name DB Coop? Yeah, DB Coop. <laughs> I am one half of the Troy Cast. You can find me on all social media platforms at the Troy Cast or uh, DB. You can find me on Instagram at DB underscore Coop twenty three. Uh, my, you can find my podcast at the Truckcast on, on all things social media. You know, Spotify, Twitter, Stitcher, whatever that shit is. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, IG, everything is the Truckcast. It's my podcast. Facts. And um, I'm Shan from She Gets It Pod. Uh, she gets hashtag it. She Gets It, and you'll find it everywhere. She um, Gets It. Google. I'm here giving you honesty. Mm-hmm. You can add my IG. It's in the profile. Catch me on Twitter. Um, I'm usually on here, you know, doing shows with different people. DB is part of my podcast fam. Well, so, bam, bam. Listen, you can yeah. check out his show yes. and you can check out my show. We'll be back and thank y'all for listening. Laters. Peace.